Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. We have some exciting news. Because our goal is to always bring you current events in a way that is easy to understand, we've rebranded our podcast and the new name is Simply Put. Another new addition is our Instagram account where we post headlines so you can stay informed every day. Some things that haven't changed. We're still your hosts. I'm Yali. And I'm Lexi. And welcome to Simply Put. Let's start off with some current headlines about COVID. Hotspots are continuing to pop up around the South and parts of the Midwest correlating to low vaccination rates. In addition, the number of COVID deaths has officially surpassed the number of deaths during the Spanish flu pandemic. The main COVID headline is that the CDC decided that booster shots can be distributed to immunocompromised people or people over 65. In addition, Pfizer has announced that the vaccine is safe for children 5 to 11, but the CDC hasn't approved it yet for that age group. After more than 18 months of the pandemic, tension continues to rise between supporters of the vaccine and skeptics of the vaccine. Now on to world headlines. The relationship between France and the U.S. was strained this week when the U.S. decided to help Australia with its nuclear power submarine program, causing Australia to back out of a $66 billion deal it had in place with France. We actually have a guest speaker about that topic later on in the episode, so make sure to keep listening to hear from Celia Boleyn about the France, Australia, and U.S. submarine deal. For governmental headlines, Gavin Newsom remains governor of California after winning by a large margin of the recall election. Yeah, he won by over 60%. This is causing people to think about whether or not the recall process needs some restructuring. The combined spending in the recall is estimated at around a half a billion dollars for both parties combined, and including $450 million from the state of California. Another governmental headline is that the first case has been filed against a doctor in Texas, which will put the new abortion law to test. A private citizen filed a lawsuit against the doctor for performing an abortion, going against the newly passed legislation. So we'll be hearing a lot about that in the weeks to come as it unfolds. If you missed our Instagram post, check it out. It's all about that. In addition, Congress votes to keep the federal government open. President Biden signed in a temporary measure to avoid the shutdown until early December. This had to do with the national debt and how much the state could actually take on. As a result, the $1 trillion infrastructure bill was postponed. Now let's get into economic headlines. The economy has been fluctuating like crazy recently. Tech stocks took a big hit along with the S&P 500, which is a stock index fund or collection of stocks that includes 500 of the largest publicly traded U.S. companies. And adding on to that, Facebook's stock went down 5% after the company's three major platforms went down on Monday, causing a minor freakout. Let's get ready to welcome our guest of the day, Celia Billin. Celia Billin has her PhD in International Relations and Political Science. She's a visiting researcher at the Brookings Institution in Washington. And we're so lucky to have her today. Okay, so we briefly introduced the submarine deal to our listeners. But let's take a step back. What was the relationship between France and the U.S. before this deal? Sure, uh, no problem. It's my pleasure. So you know the relationship uh, is that we call we call France and the United States the oldest allies. Um, the France has been on the side of uh, the United States for more than two hundred and forty years at the 
moment of the birth of uh, the, the American nation uh, when uh, France was supporting the American Revolution. And so for the longest time, uh, I think both countries recognize each other's value as a revolutionary republic. And then, of course, uh, the U.S. has been a strong ally to France during world wars, liberating uh, France uh, on, the, on these instances. And most recently, the relationship has always had its challenges. For example, uh, whether or not to launch the war in Iraq uh, or in 2003 or uh, several instances like such as this one. But because these are both countries that have a very strong view of foreign policy, sometimes they clash. And this is what has happened in this instance. So you're saying that the French and the U.S. have been one of the strongest allies for many, many years. Sure, they have been strong allies um, uh, for many years. Uh, because France is a member of NATO, they are formally allies within this organization. And more generally, France and the US are working to, together on a whole range of uh, issues uh, today, from counterterrorism to climate to technology to trade. Um, France with the European Union, of course, but uh, these are very strong and close allies. So what makes the submarine deal so important? Well, this comes to one of the elements uh, that is crucial in the relationship between France and the US. France believes in its own um, strategic vision. It wants to be an ally to the United States, but it doesn't want to be fully aligned uh, with the United States. It wants to have an autonomous capacity to decide for itself, uh, to decide to engage in, in military intervention, to decide to not engage in military intervention. So periodically, whenever the US and France fight, it is very often because France has decided to go its own way um, and that it annoys very much uh, the Americans. In the case of the, the submarine deal, France had an, an autonomous um, strategy in the Indo-Pacific. It had created a defense partnership with Australia with a, a, a package deal to sell to Australia a number of submarines. This deal has been signed in 2016. And after um, uh, these many years for France, Australia and this partnership was Australia was very much an important pillar of its Indo-Pacific uh, strategy. There comes the US making their own deal with Australia, which decides and scrapes the previous deal entirely um, with the French. And so therefore it sort of destroys French strategy in the Indo-Pacific. That's why there's a crisis is because it was assumed on part of the US that France would just follow along, tag along, or just adopt the American vision of the, of the Pacific and of Asia. And I think France wants to remain autonomous and have uh, an original take on, on what's going on in the world and not necessarily align behind the U.S. What are the repercussions of this decision, specifically in terms of the French and the U.S. relations? Do you think France and the U.S. will still be strong allies after what happened, or what do you think? So um, I, I think the U.S. and France have enough uh, of a common agenda, in particular when it comes to counterterrorism in the Middle East or in Africa 
or when it comes to uh, working together on new challenges, on, on technology, on climate, that these uh, two partners will remain really close. The question at the heart of the issue today is that France, along with other Europeans, wonder what will be the nature of their relationship with the United States going forward. So basically they wonder if uh, the United States is capable of accepting a strong European Union, is capable of accepting a strong European defense and uh, a European strategic autonomy, basically a Europe that after you know, being under the umbrella of um, the United States for the longest time after World War II, now is taking a little bit more distance. Um, this distance doesn't mean that the two sides are not partners or allies. They are very much partners and allies. It just means that Europe wants to stand in, the, in its on its own two feet. So long-term repercussion of this um, deal is just another confirmation that the US is looking towards the Pacific and less the Atlantic. And so Europe needs more than ever to organize uh, its own defense, to invest in its own defense, to have a strategic vision of its place in the world in order to not be you know, weak allies to the United States. And the, 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 the only reason why that would sour relationship with the US is, is if the US uh, refuses this reality and fights against it. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you think there's any way to repair this relationship? So for the moment, the US and France are engaging in what they call in-depth consultation. So it will last at least a month when uh, the French ambassador is um, going to meet with um, uh, several many high-level officials um, so not only at State Department, at the Pentagon, at the White House, uh, and also a whole range of uh, high-level officials on both sides are going to talk to each other. The idea is to find concrete elements that can show that they are uh, still allies and working together, for example, uh, on, on in Africa, for example, on, on a whole range of issues, including in the Indo-Pacific, and more long-term it will mean also uh, the, the idea of these in-depth consultation is that I think uh, both sides want a frank exchange of views on what is the nature of the relationship. It's more a demand on the French side who's hoping to really um, convince the Americans that European defense and European strategic autonomy is in their interest. But it's also important for the US, I believe, to continue uh, listening to allies and um, trying to look at the world through the eyes of the partners, not just going forward with the strategic competition with China and hoping that allies will just join, but really listening to um, having a frank conversation among allies on, on what to do, what, what should the world look like uh, going forward. Well, thank you so much. We know you have to go, but thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Same to you both. Bye-bye. So it sounds like the U.S. risked its relationship with France in a strategic maneuver. Yeah, they were trying to put themselves in a better position in the South China Sea to gain more info about China. 
But could this compromise the relationship with France? Especially in terms of future conflicts between nations. That was an amazing and informative interview with Celia Billy. I'm so glad we had her on today. This is Simply Put. We're your hosts. I'm Yali. And I'm Lexi. And we'll see you next time. Remember to stay informed.